You're listening to The Omni Show, where we connect with the amazing communities surrounding The Omni Group's award-winning products. My name's Andrew J. Mason, and today we have Leah Ferguson talking about how she uses OmniFocus. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of The Omni Show. Today we have Leah Ferguson, a Canadian designer who creates experiences in the digital and built environments through wayfinding and information architecture. In her spare time, she helps people navigate the world of personal knowledge management. Leah, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Andrew. Well, Leah, I know we just gave everybody the thumbnail sketch of your career. Do you mind breaking it down just a little bit more? What else would you tell somebody who isn't familiar with this space? Well, experience design is a bit of a broad thing, and especially talking to an audience who's probably more familiar with the digital side. I deal with user experience in the built environment. So things like how you're feeling through art installations or those cool graphic walls you see in tech companies. But my specialty has been wayfinding, and essentially it's how you find your way through space. I've spent most of my career doing navigation at airports such as the Harvey Milk Terminal at San Francisco International Airport, Calgary International Airport, and the Jewel at Changi Airport in Singapore. And so I get into the weeds and the details. My whole goal as a designer, even though I've trained as a visual designer, my goal is to take the complexities of the built environment and of your flow through an environment. And basically, I bear the burden of that to be able to make it a more pleasant experience for you. So that way you're able to find your playing on time or be able to enjoy yourself at a shop or things like that. And on the side of that, I just kind of nerd out about how we uh, get through space and how we get through information. Okay, so I am nerdy enough to appreciate this. And and maybe I'm not alone in our audience. This is the first time that they've heard uh, of this as a career path as well. To me, it sounds like, is this about visual cues and finding yourself from one segment to the next along the way? It's a bit of everything. It's everything from auditory cues or working with interior architects to look at how you change the carpeting or the colors or branded environments so that you know you're entering into, say, an Apple store. They have a very unique look and feel. It's how do you take those visual cues and how do you take that information, whether it's written, tactile or visual, and so that people be able to kind of know where they are in space. That's super interesting and not something I consciously think about all the time. So thank you for that. Let's jump over to the Omni Group. When did you first hear about this company? I actually blame David Sparks for this one. I started using OmniFocus. I went back and had a look. I started using OmniFocus in 2010. Picture me way back when, getting the time machine, and I was a young undergrad doing a design apprenticeship in package design. And I was already familiar with getting things done. I had done the hipster PDA. I had tried out different applications. And then I heard about OmniFocus on Mac Power users. And I know when I first looked at it, I thought, no, too complex, not something I need. But no, yeah, I'm a nerd. You start to take apart things and go, oh, this is actually pretty cool. So I I jumped in and I've been using it ever since. Uh, Fun fact, you're not the first person that has uh, blamed David for their introduction to the Omni Group. So kudos to David. Yep. And what does make it into your OmniFocus system? Is this a slice of your life, personal, professional, or is this more all-encompassing for you? It's everything except for grocery lists. 
literally everything except for grocery lists. You know, I've used it for for school, you know, my undergrad and certificates. I'm just wrapping up my master's at the same time as I'm working. I've used it uh, professionally to be able to navigate crazy complex environments. And I've also used it for personal um, to remind me to actually go get groceries volunteer work, design organizations, and even Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I've used it for a little bit of everything. That is phenomenal. Talk to me about what advice you might have for somebody who's just getting into OmniFocus. They crack open the software, they look at it, they say, okay, I know there's something to this. I'm just not necessarily sure where to begin or what to do with task management in general. What do you say to that person who's just getting started? What I'd recommend is start small and start with intention. Because there's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of different systems that can work with OmniFocus or whichever task management you want to use. And it's really easy to get overwhelmed. It's one of those cases where even if you've been doing it for a while, the grass can always be a little bit greener in the other application. And it's easy to just jump in and realize at some point you're spending more time organizing your tasks than doing your tasks. And so take a step back, understand what you need Put the you back in personal task management and find what works for you. Take a look at other systems, but if it doesn't work for you, don't do it. Truly excellent advice. I do believe that. What about the role OmniFocus plays? Is this a single software or is this something that takes a more integrated approach and there's you know many different steps along the way? How does OmniFocus fit into your overall world? Well, I think of how I use OmniFocus as a single sign in an overall Air Forge. That one sign, it's a guide for that particular moment, that particular thing. But the messages on the signs, the images, the fact that it's leading each other places, it's one of many pieces in an overall system. I'm also a community moderator with Obsidian. So I had the opportunity to talk with, well, we're up to 65,000 members in our Discord community. And so you get to see how a lot of different people work and the different tools they use, and how often you have someone come in on the Obsidian Discord and say, all right, I want to use Obsidian for literally everything in my life. I get the impulse. I totally get the impulse because I used to use Evernote, and it was my be-all, end-all, all things led to Evernote. But I've taken a step back. I've come to realize that you need to use the right tool for you for the job. But that doesn't mean that those tools can't interconnect. Just as one sign at an airport leads you to the next sign, OmniFocus is a tool that in the notes, you can put a URL to push you to a Google Doc online or push you to an Obsidian note. And so that's where like, I see a lot of beautiful interconnection with workflows. So my workflow is a bit of chaos. It depends what I'm working on. But at the end of the day, this is one of my all-time favorite things about OmniFocus is the X callback URL. And that's nerd speak for you can click a link and jump directly into some element of your OmniFocus. And for instance, um, I use it with Mac software called Bunch. Now, Bunch is, I think of a little bit like perspectives in OmniFocus, except you're taking that step back out on your computer. You're able to set your computer to be whatever view you need it to be, including your OmniFocus perspectives. So 
For instance, if I'm doing a routine call or a routine meeting, I have a bunch go through and open up the browser I need and my OmniFocus perspective I need, my calendar invite that I need, and like all the different tools to be able to set the perspective I need to do the work at that time. Same way I do that with Dungeons and Dragons. The total nerd to be able to say, hey, I use the task manager when I'm playing sorcerers and wizards and all the fun things. But at the end of the day, that's a commitment. You've made a commitment to a group of people and you want to be able to remember from session to session and respect people by showing up prepared, just as you would for any meeting. But I also use it to be able to plan and review. A big part of OmniFocus is the fact that you can sit down and you can look at your horizons and see what you've got to get done. And this might be something that people may or may not know, but you can actually drag and drop OmniFocus tasks right into your calendar, whether that's macOS calendar or something like Fantastical. And if you have your project duration or your task duration set, it'll actually say, okay, this is a 15 minute task or this is 90 minutes and allocate that space and link you back to your OmniFocus. I make a lot of use between OmniFocus and Obsidian. For people who don't know what Obsidian is, it's a note-taking application or a personal knowledge management application. And it also uses X callback URLs, similar to OmniFocus. If I've got a project note where I want to be able to always have that note to give me an overview with what I'm working on, whether or not that's a, you know, a paper I'm writing for grad school or if it's a meeting I'm prepping for, I'm able to take that link and drop that into my OmniFocus task. That way I've got it connected and I'm able to jump straight in. Same way I'm able to grab my OmniFocus link and put it into my Obsidian note. What this allows me to do is you can actually create a Kanban board in Obsidian showing all of your tasks in OmniFocus or at least all of your big projects. This was something that I used in grad school. You can capture every single thing you have to do, every reading you have to do in OmniFocus, or you can have a single view in Obsidian where it shows all of your readings and all of your notes. And I don't know how many people actually do use Kanban boards with OmniFocus. I know I've seen some automation where it's a way to be able to visualize your tasks in a different way. But I make use of a plugin in Obsidian called Kanban, which you're able to see all of your ongoing projects and what state they're in, uh, just like a traditional Kanban board. The beautiful thing about doing it in Obsidian is you're able to take a step back and look at the big picture and see what you've got on your plate. And whether or not that's for entire semester of grad school, where you're sitting down and seeing how many papers you've got to write or how many readings you have left to do, you're able to see that bigger picture and then push to OmniFocus to get into the details. I don't know why that is, but it does make me think of, you were mentioning Evernote, you know, wanting that to be your end-all, be-all. And it's, for whatever reason, it makes me think of Lord of the Rings, you know, the ring of power, the one to rule them all. And everybody just kind of clings onto this, this is my software, you know, like the precious kind of a thing. But uh, talk to me about automation. Is there a role automation plays in tying all of this software together? Or is there a role of automation where things are just as simple as a repeating task? It spans everything from repeating tasks to being able to have templates, all the way to being able to leverage shortcuts on Mac and iOS. OmniFocus allows me to automate parts of my life so you can spend more time actually doing the things you loved. In my case, when I went to design school, 
I didn't realize how much time I'd actually be spending in spreadsheets and in planning mode. And while that's really interesting and I can nerd out about spreadsheets like no other, it is nice to be able to have that time to be able to spend the time on strategy and visual and get into the weeds that a human makes a difference on. You automate out the things that become routine or the things that you find yourself doing repeatedly. That could be something like setting up a template so that if you're kicking off a project, you've got a system that you do every single time or something as simple as actually setting up tasks as you come by them. One that stands out to me is I'm a Canadian and our passport is renewed every 10 years. In 2016, when I renewed my passport, I put a task in OmniFocus that I said, defer for nine years, but in 10 years, my passport's due. The thing about OmniFocus is like, if I had to see that on my weekly review, you know, at that point you go, no, I quit. But you can set the pace to say, okay, I just want to check this every calendar year. Being able to choose the frequency of review or just knowing that six years ago, I put a task in that I know I'm going to be able to use in three, four years. That way it takes the pressure off. Getting things done, to talk about having a trusted system. One of the reasons why I use perspectives is if I'm putting my entire life in OmniFocus, I don't want to see my entire life in one go. You know, if you're working on a design, the last thing you want to do is, oh, shoot, did I schedule getting my dog's vet appointment done? So you can actually use perspectives to look at the different areas of your life to be able to partition things off, be contextual and in the moment. Leah, do you use any perspectives that are custom or considered custom in that they might not necessarily be the ones that are shipped out of the box with the OmniFocus software? Honestly, I've got about 30 of them. And that's because you can get really granular. I only have a few perspectives actually up and starred so that it's in my sidebar. But if I'm working on a specific project at work, I want to be able to use Bunch to call that up quickly. And using the OmniFocus's URL, I'm able to make use of it. I don't have to click and point to it. It just comes to me automatically. And so you can get as granular as saying, hey, what are all the calls I need to make today? And just have a perspective for that. It's a different way of being able to frame what you need to work on. I think anybody that's been productive for any amount of time and used software is kind of bumped up against that production versus production capacity thing. Do I invest in the system? Do I invest in working the system to get the results? Uh, for somebody that sees you investing in the system, what do you say to them? Why, why are you so passionate about productivity just to even shave just a couple of seconds off of each interaction? Why is that important to you? I would say it comes down to, this sounds the opposite of what it truly is, but it's because I'm lazy. I would rather spend the time and learn how to do something once so that I can automate it. And it seems outlandish to be able to say, okay, I'm not a programmer, but I'm going to sit down. I'm going to be able to learn this bit of Apple script or this bit of automation so that I can do this thing the one time. And now it's just going to replicate. And every single time I'm going to set up a new project or every time I need to return a call, I click a button and it's taken care of for me. You automate the things, the little edges that make a difference. It's that fine line between how much of this am I actually nerding out too much and I'm spending more time automating the task, not getting value from the task being automated. But life's too short to do the same thing repeatedly. 
I'm passionate about productivity because I'd rather be doing the really interesting things. I'd rather be figuring out how someone's work, uh, walking through a space or designing emotional or cognitive experience in an environment. I'd rather go do an escape room with my free time and not have to worry about, gosh, did I actually book that appointment for my dog's vet or groomer? When you're able to actually segment out the parts of your life, and trust that you've got it done. Trust that 2025, I'm going to be able to renew my passport because it's in the system. You're just able to actually enjoy the little things so much more. That's awesome. What is the number one pitfall or issue that you see people bumping up against for productivity? Uh, maybe not even personally for you, but something that you just see rampant everywhere. And you're like that. If I could have people do this a different way, then I would change this one thing. So the number one pitfall I see in task management, in productivity, just this whole sphere is it's magical thinking. It's that idea that the app is always greener on the other side. There's something better out there and that maybe I'll actually be more productive if I switch this tool or switch this workflow. And at the end of the day, your system is only as good as the work you put into it and the strategy you put into it. The other pitfall I see is people come in and in Obsidian, they go, okay, I want to do Zettelkasten, or I've heard about this thing called Johnny Decimal. Is this the thing that's going to change my life? They kind of take a, almost a Mandalorian approach. This is the way. But the thing is, there's not. There's so many different ways to do things. And more importantly, the way I do something may not be the way you do something, Andrew. Like You've got to be able to find the system, the tool, the workflow that works for you and take what you've learned from other people. Steal that little nugget that actually helps you, but get rid of the rest. You spend more time focusing on what actually works for you. Something somebody was once mentoring me about is that it's so funny that, you know, very often we get stressed out about the content in our lists that we think it's going to be solved by looking at a different list manager when in reality it's just it's the content of your list. It's your life that you're stressed about when you're thinking about the things that are on the list. So it's, it's almost silly to blame that on the software that you're using to, to feed that back to you. And I'll also be the first to admit, I'm a sucker for a good rabbit hole. I've never heard of Zettelkasten and I've never heard of Johnny Decimal. So my interest is peaked right now. Yeah, Zettelkasten is concept for a slip box. And so it, it's been very popular in the Obsidian community in terms of creating small bite-sized information or your interpretation of information in an atomic note, which there's another buzzword, atomic note. But the idea is one note per idea. And then the other is Johnny Decimal. And this one, I'll actually take a step back and actually say, hey, I use this in Obsidian. I use this in OmniFocus. I use this in my calendar views. I use this in my email. And the idea, it actually works really well with a getting things done mindset. It's having areas of focus and then having shallow folders beyond that as well. For instance, if you follow it to the T, and I don't recommend anyone follows anything ever to the T. But what I take from it is my folders, one through 10, I call them my meta folders. And they have things like my inbox, my references or my attachments. Then you have the block of 10s or the teen folders. Those are my personal things. 20s is anything learning or academia. 30 is anything professional. And so in my project naming for OmniFocus, I'll say, okay, 35 is my current employer. 
And therefore, all folders numbered 35, whether it be in Obsidian, OmniFocus, my email, literally anything, I know that 35 means where I'm working or that 22 is grad school. It's a way of being able to classify things quickly. Gosh, I feel like I need a nap and a bowl of cereal after that. That's just <laughs> the, the level of abstraction, but I get it now. Okay, so it's a lot easier just to say 35 and remember the number 35, and then all of a sudden there's everything from work with 35. That is cool. Thank you for breaking that down for me. It's really mind-boggling to think about how you can create this extra abstract or you know section or layer of information that lives beyond software and in multiple places and then helps you in all of those places. OmniFocus has folders, you've got projects, but then you've got tags, which are a layer of information above and beyond. So you can have in four different projects, you've got a call tag or a person tag or whatever the case may be. And that layer of information lives beyond. Same way you've got where I was talking about linking, where you can link to different reference material. There's just so many different ways. If you take the time and create the system and the mindset that works for you, Look at your system as a whole and find ways where they interconnect. You get the tools working for you. That's perfect. And Leah, thank you so much for teaching me something new today. If folks are interested in connecting with you and what you're up to, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach out to me on Twitter. I'm Leah the Designer, L-E-A-H, the Designer. And visit me at my website, leahferguson.com, where I solemnly swear I will one day update my blog. That's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Andrew. Hey, and thank all of you for listening today, too. As always, you can drop us a line at The Omni Show on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you there. You can also find out everything that's happening with The Omni Group at omnigroup.com slash blog. Hey.